to another episode of the Slow Talk Podcast, where we shine the spotlight on slow culture, commerce, and community. With us in the studio this afternoon is James Gallardo, bassist, multi-instrumentalist, composer, received his BA in music with a classical double bass focus from California Polytechnic State University, better known as Cal Poly, in 2017, and has been a professional freelance musician since 2010 primarily working in the state of California. James, welcome back, man. James, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, the first time was a lot of fun, but, you know, I thought we would uh, take a little time and maybe delve into some of the parts of your career that, you know, most people may not know too much about. Uh, oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate it. And, and the, you know, the, I had a great time the first interview as well, but I'm, I'm so happy to be back for the second interview, and I, and I really... Uh, really excited to share with the listeners you know what what goes on behind the scenes sometimes in a in a musician's day-to-day life or also just in general what what on a you know big scale and small scale yeah you know last time james i remember we were talking about the shelter in place and you went and did some streaming right away four or five six times and i played some stone songs some Beatles songs some neil young as i remember and you know did that that was yeah, pretty cool. I mean, it was great. That was so much fun because I was able to play drums and bass at the same time and do a little bit of singing on top of that, which is something I had always sort of appreciated from a listener's standpoint and watching. Uh, like uh, this artist, his name's Nate Wood. He's the, he's the sort of the precursor. The he's the guy, man. Yeah, he's he's the shit. So he was kind of a, a model for a person that would do some drums and bass at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I I had been doing it for a little bit, but not, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a professional drummer by any means. You know, I'm not fluent with, you know, reading or anything like that, but I could, I could hold it down. You know, I but, got a couple beats in me. But you, know? you probably wouldn't have done that unless this thing happened where you just stepped up to the plate. And, and so, so well, we, yeah, it gave me a, a refocus. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to kind of just, I was like kind of looking into myself and sort of thinking, okay, I want to play some of the music that just feels good, makes sense. And then, yeah, just sort of developing some time every day. And it was pretty much a lot of hours and at, at most, you know, and uh, doing just, just the drum bass thing, and then also um, doing some like semi private stuff. Like, I did a gig with at Grand Central doing oh. that, that lineup, that sort of soloistic bass. Oh, the Grand Central Music Store in That's Slow? Right. Yeah. In, oh, in when San they Louis, did the live yeah. streaming during the shelter. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, for listeners. Yeah, where I'm talking about Grand Central Music in San Luis Obispo. Yeah. And they also have some teachers there too. Dan. Dan is the owner. Nice dude. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, we, I had a gig um, there, you know, and, we, and I played, and it was super live was, streaming. Yeah, live streaming. It was very responsive. Like I, I got a good, I got a good like crowd of people, and I also made some money from it. Too. Were, were you able to actually see the like little um, you know hands up and stuff like that during the streaming? Uh, no, they had it on like a iPad yeah. looking thing, so I didn't have a screen that I could I gotcha. that I could look at. But it was nice to just know that I was appreciated in that moment and people were watching, looking on and, 
you know, I think it's it's great. So I love I love my fans, you know. And I love I love the people that support me too. You so know? you it's do just, a, it's great. You do a little bit of the uh, bass and drums, uh, the beats for the Trippin' and G project, but you'd never done that solo. If I'm hearing this right, this was the first time when you did the streaming live during the shelter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. was sort of the first time because it gave me just kind of a. Like, well, like I said, I, I don't know. I might have mentioned this in a, a previous interview, but it was just very, um, like, very dark time for a lot of people, you know, because had, we had lost, you know, for a lot of musicians, a lot of liberal arts individuals, a lot of entertainment industry, a lot of athletes, yeah. just a lot of people in general who have yeah. sort of those, you know, those high-paying jobs, but also those low-end jobs where we're more on a local standpoint yeah. or we're on a semi-national, yeah. international standpoint, where it just shuts off, you know? like That's the word that I wrote down. The door was shut. But it wasn't just the money. It was the performing, the yeah, hanging out with exactly. people. There's a whole yeah, scene with that, right? Scene, yeah, the cancellation of, of a culture, essentially. Semi-underground, but also, you know, a part of the community at large or at small, depending on what town or city or community you're part of. You just used a crazy term that's used so much right now, right? Cancel culture. But you used it to focus on an actual cultural living event. Not an idea being cut off, but an actual breathing, living, money-making, fun night out that was all shut down in a freaking New York minute uh, in March 2020. I mean... That's crazy to think about that because it wasn't just the money. I mean, your yeah. paycheck's part of it, right? But what all the other things that come with that paycheck? Oh yeah, absolutely. The the just the people in general, the fans, the listeners, the audience, just the sensibility of like comfort, knowing that you know things are, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna die. There's you know your family's not gonna die. You're gonna be good. Everything's gonna be fine. But there was a lot of resig. Res, uh, you know, residual. Uh, no, no, no. It was just very resonant, like the, the, the pandemic and what it did, mm-hmm. you know, around the, the world. Im- the impact. Yeah, the impact. However, you know, for listeners, obviously, it's it's you know, however you want to interpret, you know, the pandemic for yourself. You know, everyone's got a different perspective on it. Yeah. But it did affect you know every, everybody around the world in a different sort of way, good or bad. All at the same time. All at the same time, yeah. So yeah. for me and for a lot of other people as musicians, you know, we sort of had to, we had that oh shit moment, the oh crap, the oh God, what, what, what am I going to do? Because mm. a lot of our work just canceled immediately. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I lost over, you know, six grand immediately mm-hmm. the first 72 hours of every gigs everything. that were in place locked just in. Just gigs that were in place locked in. Yeah. And then. On top of that, who knows, you know, because I I had other calls coming in for for other tours in that sense. And then I had, you know, I had sort of given myself like, okay, I'm going to go and seek a new opportunity in L.A. and meet some some of my friends and musicians down there and just have a place to uh, continue to find myself and continue to branch out and do my thing as a musician. But yeah, it all got shut down. So it didn't even, make sense. Even to that even, pro- even that prospect, that possibility, got shut down. Yeah, so Not I had to like live with that too, and just and make sh- you know be okay with that, and that kind of you know it 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 was like, well, is my job becoming obsolete, or my my career, or all mm. this stuff? I think a lot, mm. even a lot of big name artists. I know, I know, like uh, one of the guys from Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young. I think he like 
he went bankrupt because of this. Really? Really? I think it was Graham. Wow. Pretty sure. Like, he couldn't, like, pay for his... Graham Nash. Yeah, because he was living off his tour. Oh, oh the so tour his, income. The tour, he had set it, up his... Yeah, he had set up his income based on the... I think a lot of musicians maybe do that, too, you know, cause, oh. um, but who knows? Oh. Hey, James, I want to talk a little bit about some of the music you recorded and give our listeners, our podcast listeners, a little taste. There's a track... Uh, that comes to mind you mentioned what's the name of that track that you yeah thanks james i appreciate you asking man it's it's uh, called anthropology by uh, charlie parker and i had a, had a chance to to learn it and and study it on the upright bass so it's me playing yeah. the upright bass um with uh adam nash on guitar yeah and daryl voss on drums wow and we recorded it back in april i believe of 2018 yeah and uh, it was for an audition in part with uh, this uh, um, school, this academy called the Music Academy of Basel in, in Switzerland. You were preparing your application that was yeah, part of the application process? Yeah, yeah, process? it was part of the process, yeah. So yeah. I was doing that, and um, it was really fun. We had a chance to, uh, again, record at Cuesta College in their big room, in the studio room with uh, George Stone. And uh, we had some student um, students there too from the Rec Four class. Uh, Josh and Katie, they did a great job mixing and just wow. being there and helping helping do the master a little bit and some editing. And, uh, it was really nice just to just to be able to work with that professional setting. And yeah, I mean that's you know the the studio there is just really beautiful. I mean, and they have over a million dollars worth of equipment there, and it's just it sounds excellent. Real shout out to Cuesta College, man. What yeah, a jewel. Yeah, that George is. Stone, Dave Becker. Yeah, yeah, shout out. Yeah, thank you guys. We are very appreciative and fortunate as a community to have that educational opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. That'll give our listeners an opportunity to, to hear you. It's part of the discography and the recordings of James Gallardo. Thanks a lot, James. Appreciate that, man.
support for the Slow Talk podcast is brought to you by our friends at Big Sky Cafe San Luis Obispo, where they depend on local farmers, ranchers, vintners, and San Luis Obispo County brewmasters to help them create their real food by real people. This commitment to fresh market fare and a seasonal-inspired menu has made Big Sky Cafe a downtown local's favorite. Sky Cafe online at BigSkyCafe.com and visit them today at 1121 Broad Street, San Luis Obispo, and tell them Slow Talk Center. So James, uh, as we're talking about the shelter-in-place quarantine time, did you learn any new skills during that time beyond like, you know, drums and bass guitar, like other types of things? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I had to sort of muster the will, you know, in, in and of myself to go outside and look for outside sources. So I ended up getting getting work at Quick Tech Computers. Oh, yeah. Sosos, oh, yeah. Uh, through Chad Crawford. Oh, I, yeah, I know man. Chad. Good guy, man. Yeah. It was yeah. like super, super awesome of him to let me come in and, and help, you know, not only, you know, talk on a person-by-person level about bettering the business and some, but we also did some hands-on stuff so we did the yeah. marketing and media management where we were discussing some all the aspects of the job yeah and how we can do that better and how we can bring that you know to people oh to structure better. the flow of his business exactly yeah yeah and then also you know for me i got some hands-on work with just you know fixing some stuff just doing general diagnostic for computers or just for you know simple things that I work with as a musician every day, whether it's pedals or laptop. the instrument itself or, yeah, a laptop or, you know, even the live streaming capabilities as well as memory storage and all these things that go with, you know, us living sort of in a musician studio sort of lifestyle. Yeah. That, that's interesting because I remember you referred me to Chad when I needed to do some computer streaming uh, situation here at Slow Talk. 
And um, in fact, Chad provided some really good consulting advice. I so much appreciate that, man. And, and then I just thought about Wilshire Home Healthcare. We had just finished recording uh, six podcasts for them, and we needed some custom music. And right at the beginning of the shelter in place, I almost called shelter in storm, <laughs> Freudian slip there. And uh, you went in the studio with Daniel Chimo and did some custom intro outro music for the Wilshire podcast, man. Absolutely. That was sort of my first kind of back, you know, reintroduction to Slow Talk after you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, you had the studio up in Atascadero. That's right. We relocated. To, we relocated back to San Luis Obispo, uh, Obispo, the Slowco, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was such a, just a, such a great, enjoyable environment to work in because it just, it felt very professional and it was excellent sort of opportunity and skill set for me to not only do the recording, but then sort of, you know, deal with people and then also uh, do some editing work afterwards and then also do some playing and musician writing. So it was like all this encapsulated into sort of one opportunity in the whole podcast in the whole podcast realm. it's fascinating it's really fascinating because you jumped up to a tascadero and actually did some recording uh sound engineering for uh jill stolmeyer when she did the work wisdom and um uh, work, well-being, and wisdom podcast series. That's pretty cool, man. So you've had like a hands-on in each aspect and then ending in actual creating, recording, producing music for that podcast series. That's pretty cool, James. Yeah, it's it's been really awesome to just have that, you know, opportunity with Slow Talk through the pandemic and also with Quick Tech Computers Yeah, while being, you know, supplemented um, with just a few a few gigs here and there. Yeah. And that's about it. I, I mean, I had real no intention of getting unemployment. I ended, ended up getting it eventually. But now I'm, now I'm done with it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know. Well, speaking of, of what's happening recently, we just had Drew Davis, uh, Drew Davis Fine Art, DrewDavis.com, in the studio to talk a little bit about uh, Brain Soil 1.0 or Beta. And um, you and one of your bands, the Sunnyside Trio, actually played at that event. And he was just talking about that, man, as things are starting to come back. It was a private party event, but an art-integrated event that included the trio and a raised platform. Talk Absol a little bit about absolutely. that, man. Oh, that was a fun event. Yeah, shout out to Drew Davis and... Um, Jason Town. Jason, Jason Town, that's right. That's Thank it. you um, for putting that on and kind of having a visual sort of perspective on art and a sense a sort of like sensory overload it was really cool man walking in there and having all the art and then having jason's art being captured in real time with with actual you know people Daglow paints you know yeah the painting yeah. you know the body paint all that stuff um plus the the music you know integrated you know in the beginning to sort of set the mood, set the tone. Yeah. You know, and Mike and Tony and myself felt very comfortable up there. And it was the Sunnyside Trio? Sunnyside Trio, man. Yeah, we were man. just sort of a, you know, a neo. We're like, I don't know, we're like a soul. soul. It's pretty it's eclectic, like, It's kind of man. eclectic. We're like a Gypsy Soul New Orleans band. Gypsy Soul New Orleans. That's kind of what that is, yeah. GSO. Um, GSO, man. Gypsy Soul. We do soul. a couple pop tunes, but it's more like, yeah. it's more like Motown pop, like, Hall and & Oates and Stevie Wonder and stuff like that. Yeah. But, 
yeah, man, it's it's been really great to just have that opportunity. And, and again, I was playing with those guys. You know, I met those guys on the side of the street, essentially. So that mm-hmm. was that was a real cool experience to have um, the opportunity to actually play and practice and make a little money with them on the side. And that was fun, man. Yeah. You know, James, uh, we often kid about gigs and the life of a musician. But, you know, for our podcast listeners, I think it'd be kind of cool to talk about a day in the life of James G. I mean, maybe not the day when you get to chill and kayak and, you know, do a whole different persona. Yeah, that's a whole different persona. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. The word got out, apparently. But, yeah, kayak and Sam, that's that's who... (laughs) That's the persona. Alter ego. Man. Alter ego. So that's what you do in chill time, kayaking and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do go hiking, you know, occasionally. I've been, you know, trying to just be outside and, and active as much as possible. I think that's sort of what helps us grow in our mind and our body a little bit and helps us digest, you know, the, the, the ins and outs of life. So the day in the life of James G. when it's a busy day and you've got three gigs, totally different oh, thing. Oh, man, I mean, it could be a variation of, you know, yeah. a day in the life could be, okay, I get up, you know, at five-ish in the morning to do a, you know, a church gig that might last for, you know, five hours. Um, but thankfully, I'm getting paid very mm-hmm. good money for that, Yeah. you know, versus sometimes it's like, okay, I have to wake up maybe at seven or eight to do three gigs back to back to back yeah and that's that's even pre-covid and then that's also now post-covid now that's that's how it's been three gigs stacked so back so to I'm, back I'm, I'm blessed you know to have that availability and have that room in my life to do that because um you know right now I'm, I'm single i don't have any kids i'm not married so i you know as long as i can be responsible for myself to get to the gig to the gig to the gig. To the gig. Yeah. Um, you know, now, when it, you say three different gigs, are you talking three different type of ensembles, three different sets of musicians? It can be, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it could be a, a jazz gig, you know, during during the breakfast session. It could be uh, the Sunnyside guys, and then it could be uh, a whole a whole brand new thing uh, or just an, another, another band in general. Pri- private party. Private party. Could be um, all the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> wow. All the above. Man. Wow, man. It could be. Uh, it could be all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's been cool to be able to actually have that, that opportunity to do that. Because I, I, I mean, I know a lot of a lot of people won't, you know, a lot of cats won't play certain gigs and won't do certain things, and and that's cool, you know. And I'm, 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 I'm okay with that too, you know. Um, but but this year, you know, it's been nice. But I've been able to after coming out of you know the pandemic been able to reassess sort of my you know sort of goals professionally and and be able to kind of hone in on just what what I want to do as an artist you know which which kind of leads to the next question James about the uh, double upright bass and then the you know the electric bass that a lot of people identify with the Paul McCartney bass you know or whatever um how, how do you, I mean, there's not a lot of players that, first of all, focus on both full time. I mean, some go off one direction, some the other. You focus on both simultaneously, graduated the degree and on double bass, have never left electric. On some of the gigs, you're playing both at the same gig. You're playing them during the same day. 
How does that work? Does that, I mean, that sounds a little crazy, man. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, man. I, I, it's, it's challenging in its own ways, but it's also part of, you know, at this point who I am as a musician, you know, I started as on electric bass first and foremost for a number of years. And then it took me a long time to feel confident and comfortable and, and having actual enjoyment, real love enjoyment for the instrument for the upright bass. So that, that took, you know, a couple of years of sort of getting over and, you know, a lot of that's technical issues, you know, that I'm going through in my practice, you know, routine. And, um, you know, lately I haven't been able to practice very much at all, but now and in the years past have been more like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to play, do these sorts of things and make, make these changes happen and mm-hmm. practice scales and all sorts of stuff and other repertoire. And so it's, it's, it could, practicing could be a whole different shed you know, and you can never leave the practice room. You know, some musicians never leave the practice room. Like mm. even if they leave school, mm. like they don't leave the practice room. You Ouch. know, and it's like so. Ouch. It's like it's a different mentality when you're playing mm-hmm. out in public too. It's like you you want to. For me, at least, I'm at the point where I want to put on a show, and and have enjoyment for the crowd and do things and talk to people and two sides of the coin. Yeah, that's if I'm like you know I'm fronting the group, but. As a bass player, you know, I don't really get to front the group very much. So I'm sort of more in the background for most of my gigs in general. Like, that's not all the time, but, you know, there's there's moments I can do some banter and stuff. But, I, you know, it's it's nice when I'm able to actually just support. Oh, just, oh, when you can and, step up. Yeah, step up and in and, and, and front a group, you know. We just nice. caught that at Amsterdam, the... Um, Jim, uh, remind me his last Jim name. Jim Barnett Trio. Jim Barnett Trio. Yeah, Amsterdam man. Coffee Bar Piano Lounge. Correct. Friday night, we caught that show. Wow. Thank wow. you. Yeah, thank you, James. Yeah, I yeah. want folks to check that out. Too, yeah, man. that's with uh, Daryl Voss on drums. He's he's oh. one of the, dare I say, one of the, the best uh, drummers of the Central Coast. And, yeah. Uh, an applied instructor at Cuesta. And Jim Barnett is a 10-year veteran at Royal Caribbean Cruise and... Played with Johnny Mathis and Harry Mancini and all Ma- these cats. Amazing and, performer, amazing band leader and pianist. Yeah, it was. It's great. So I I feel cool because <laughs> he he wants me to be on mic and talk to the audience. And really, stuff. Yeah, really, he yeah, likes yeah, that. I mean, he likes doing the banter behind me. Yeah. and choosing some tunes and stuff in oh, the process. Okay, but, okay. But he, it's I don't know. I guess he, I don't know. He he was like, man, I, I just you should just do it. That's fun, like, man. All right. All right. Well, that, that's, I, that, I hope you enjoyed my my banter. Too, yeah, man. I mean it's. You know, I'd I like, like to. I'd like to, I'd to, like to bring. I like to have fun. I'd like to bring him in the studio. It'd be fun to bring him in. This episode of the Slow Talk Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Dining for Charities, featuring half-off dining at some of the Central Coast's best restaurants with proceeds benefiting local Central Coast charitable organizations. Purchase restaurant and partner certificates for up to 50% off at DiningForCharities.com and local Slow County charities like Woods Humane Society of San Luis Obispo receive 15% of all certificate sales for that month. Check out Dining for Charities at DiningForCharities.com to purchase your certificates today and save money and help local charities. So, James, this is kind of crazy, man. I was doing a little bit of research for the interview, and I was reminded, 
you know, how many musicians on the Central Coast can say they have an IMDb Internet Movie Database page that says James Gallardo is an actor knowing for his role in Destination Wedding. I mean, that, that's kind of crazy, man. Talk. That's kind of crazy, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how, that's just, that's just, how did that happen, man? That's it's kinda... almost like a fluke, man, in some yeah. ways. It's, I, I guess that the, originally the director reached out to the Cal Poly like, jazz director, who was actually Paul Rinsler at the time, Dr. Mm -hmm. Paul Rinsler. Mm -hmm. They asked for like a younger sort of like trio they wanted it was very vague like mm -hmm. they wanted us to be there mm -hmm. um and dressed up and look the part mm -hmm. and it was sort of undisclosed and and they were trying to keep it under wraps you a know sketchy because, a little sketchy well because they didn't want you know the they didn't want people to know that they were filming mm -hmm. you know Keanu Reeves and... yeah Keanu Reeves would have been a writer yeah 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 and and it was cool I guess what happened was I ended up getting called to do this gig through Scott Andrews uh -huh. with the Black Market Trio. Uh, very, we got to tell our listeners, very popular trio here in the Central Coast. A lot of fun. If you're in the area or if you're not, check out the Black Market Trio. A lot of fun shows. Man. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a good time. We really do like to have a good time and uh, get it in, as it were. Yeah. It's really, it's it's a really fun environment. And uh, anyway, we just try to bring that sort of our energy and yeah. our vibe to the movie and so we're there for you know we had to be on session for you know about five hours and um thankfully they fed us you know it was super awesome and H hurry up and wait yeah it was super awesome i mean it yeah. was yeah it was crazy i mean that that whole day in general um what and what went down and then um you know i had a yeah. chance to talk to the director too and you really? know he was pretty yeah he was really wow. nice yeah Wow. Yeah, really nice guy. So it was an eye-opening experience of what movie making's about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we were, I mean, the final product, we we were able to capture, you know, about a minute of us playing yeah. live. like Dur we, During the wedding reception? During the whole scene, yeah. yeah. So they yeah. recorded that with the mics and the cameras, and we didn't actually go into the studio. We actually did that there. Live, right live, on site. right there on site. So people yeah. that look at this film... That cat on that double upright bass is James Gallardo, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm only there for like maybe a second and a yeah, half, maybe two yeah. seconds at most. Well, who's counting? Well, who's counting? Yeah. Man? But also so at the it. Apple Farm, they featured some shots at the Apple Farm Inn, a very famous hotel property in San Luis. Yeah, Bispo. they did, man. It was yeah, Apple Farm, and they went to uh, they went to uh, Spirit of Slow, man. They went nice. to um, nice the, the restaurant the, there. The uh, yeah, the airport. Yeah, San Luis Airport. Yeah. And then uh, DuBost Winery was the winery that we. It's pretty cool. That we filmed there, and it was that was that was just so much fun. So I hope I get to do you know more of those things along down the road. But um, I'm just you know I'm just grateful I was able to you know at least have that moment in time captured and recorded and. Absolutely. James, speaking of down the road, you know, you talk about down the road. I know we've had a few discussions about your album. You're working on a, a solo project, but also having fun with uh, Sunnyside Trio and some other groups. Um, mm -hmm. How do you prioritize things, man? How do you decide which one needs your time, when to back off? Uh, is that a written process, a um, mental process, combination of I'd both? I'd say probably a little bit of both. I definitely have some things written on my board that I erase and then I sometimes add on and then sometimes those things are written on the board for months and I'm still <laughs> trying to figure it out. Is that like a vision board? Uh, it's kind of a vision board. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a bigger sort of thing. Sometimes there's more specific items on there, 
Um, but also, uh, you know, for me, it's like I, I need to make sure that I'm 100% to do the music part. Mm. Uh, if that means I need to go to sleep, <laughs> I'm going to do that, you know. Or Take if I need to, you know, if I need some tea, I'll do that. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm not, yeah, I got to make sure that I'm that I'm okay first to do what I need to do, you know, functionally. And then um, then things sort of fall into place after that. I, I, I just have to be mindful of you know, just budgeting my time uh, wisely. I don't know if there's any real rhyme or reason or methodology for it. I think there's certain things that you can, certain skill sets you can have where you can know how to talk to people in certain ways to get what you want. I think that's sort of a skill that comes with budgeting time, but also, you know, making room for your own time too, which is, you know, something that I, you know, have been sort of, I don't want to say, dare I say, struggling with, but I also need to be mindful of that, too. Mm, taking a day off for yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, or or just being able to, you know, practice all day, you know, for myself. Yeah. And not have to, like, do a... Not have to necessarily perform. play a gig or perform. Yeah. Just back out, unplug, yeah. and do your own yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I look forward to those more of those moments, too, in the future. And I also look forward to maybe, you know, eventually doing the album. Uh, having it released, you know, whoever, whoever the players are, I've had, I've had a list of a couple, but I'm thinking, you know, really just try to hone in on, okay, maybe try to send this album out to a label or a record label. Mm -hmm. um, Shop around Yeah, I've been researching some labels. I've been mm -hmm. researching some venues around the United States and, you know, maybe even Europe, who knows, but I want to be able to try to finance, you know, my own tour for all those, you know, listening again, it's like, Sometimes if you if you gotta you gotta want something you just gotta do it. You, you know? gotta so, do it. Um, yeah, because I I don't I mean I'm not I don't expect myself to get you know famous overnight you know or even get famous at all. It's just something that I'm trying to do. You're putting your heart and soul into the music because you love it. Yeah, man. Because I you know and it's helped me actually get through my 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 adult life. You know, it's been kind of a strange. You know, I had sort of a strange upbringing with a single mom and I had to mm. sort of take care of my mentally challenged brother too mm. and mm. my middle brother Daniel was had a hard time as well and you're the older brother man yeah exactly so if I had to yeah. sort of father figure yeah. pretty early on yeah. and uh, a know, sense that you were leading the way setting yeah, the tone. exactly yeah so I need yeah. to sort of step away from that ideology and kind of come back to like okay what does James Gardo really want uh -huh. to do you know uh -huh. so and that's that's taken like obviously some time through my career to sort of develop in that and you know, and have uh, room for you know again, just uh, having a having a personal life, having time to yourself, mm. but also you know um, focusing on the music that you want to focus on too. You know, so it's it's really I I'm so blessed to be able to work with so many individuals and have had worked with so many individuals and will continue to do so. But again, it's you know for the listeners out there, it's nice to to have uh, some time perspective to kind of you know, take away from what's going on and, and, uh, yeah, just invest wisely too, you know, I mm. guess your time and your money and who you got to do and your friends. Invest and... wisely. That's a good word, James. And and for people out there wanting to follow you, the website again for our yeah, listeners? Yeah, it's just com. J-A-M-E-S-G-A-L-L-A-R-D-O.com. Right, yeah. And then social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. 
Uh, yeah, I have an Instagram. It's um, it's sort of my personal music page. Um, it's at J underscore danger underscore G. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I, I'm maxed out on Facebook, my friends. Um, so, yeah, just follow me on Instagram. Right. If you got one, I got, I think I have a Facebook music page too James have to Carr check that music. out i have to renew that huh but yeah that one's that one's got like five likes you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i'm serious man you know what james it's it's been really good having you back to the slow talk studios man um appreciate you appreciate what you contribute to our community your music your vibe and just coming back in and telling a little bit more of your story man we we look forward to the next time maybe bringing you back in with jim barnett and doing a tag team thing, man, and talking oh, about Amsterdam. Fun. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Or just, you know, having Jim Barnett in general. I, or, you know, you know, we can even do a part part three, man. We could. We could. <laughs> we can drag Corey, Corey down, too, and find out what makes that whole scene tick. Because there's a unique story unfolding up there in Amsterdam that's sure, really, man. really yeah, cool. It's, it's really, it's a real great, you know, shout out to Corey and Kay for, out of Amsterdam. They've, they've been really great, and they've been, we've been able to... Uh, function in and and build a sort of community scene yep. with a, a really nice you know array of jazz and classical artists and, and expanding some artists too. and expanding expanding rigs absolutely yeah. and um we actually got approved they actually got approved for the new uh, venue the libretto that's right directly across, across the street, the street. and yeah it's going to be right next to fish fish gaucho wow and that seats about 100 people oh, comfortably. Man. And, oh, man. Good times. Um, yeah, members only, too. Members only. And it'll, it'll be open Friday, Saturday to the public. Uh, that's and, a good, that's uh, a can, good shout out, You man. can catch uh, the Jim Barnett Trio there every Friday night. Oh, that's pretty cool, yeah. man. All right. Yeah, starting in October. So. Uh, October. All yeah, right. Yeah, we'll October, get this right October out. 2021, man. James, thank you, man, for coming back. Thanks for being part of the Slow Talk podcast. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you, James. Appreciate right, it, man. man. Thank you so much. It was Real pleasure to be here again. All right, man. Have a good one. You too.